and welcome to BeyondTheBaselines.com podcast, coming to you from Vero Beach, Florida and Marion, Massachusetts, hosted by Ed Shanafee, USPTA professional and international businessman. This is the podcast that researches and looks at the club management and facility side of our business. Thank you for joining us here at the BeyondTheBaselines.com podcast. Each week we bring you news and views from our wonderful industry, and we are really happy to have you here. My name is Ed Shanifee. I'm your host. And this week, with the coronavirus taking grip and taking hold of our country, we, as directors of tennis and fitness, are seeing something that we haven't seen in decades, time off. (laughs) And I mean that... Um, in, in, in the most literal sense, in that when you're a director of tennis or fitness, you really don't get a lot of time off. And we don't have the opportunity that we have right now with facilities across the nation, both indoor and outdoor, elite clubs to small tennis clubs to lake clubs to just golf clubs to fitness clubs. They're closing, and they're going to be closed for maybe three to four weeks, maybe longer. But with this time, we can be very productive. And we've, we've been given an opportunity here that we should look at closely and take advantage of and really work uh, looking at reopening, that when we do reopen and look at the reopening, having a wonderful new atmosphere and new spring in our step with new programming and new ideas, taking this opportunity to really make our program and our club the best it can be. Let's get started. For those of you who are at year-round facilities or year-round clubs, you rarely get any time off to actually look back and breathe and figure out what's changed over the year, the past two years or the past three years, and look at the numbers and look at the relative figures. And this opportunity that we've been given uh, this March and April of 2020 really allows us to dig into a report or uh, look at uh, demographic changes. So let's take, for example, reports. Why not, in this time off, look at a year-on-year report? Go from 2020 and what you've done the first two months and look at what, compare that to the, last, the, the first two months of uh, 2019 and the first two months of 2018. What was different? What's changed? Is the revenue up? Is the revenue down? Are the revenue streams? Look at those revenue streams. Where are they coming from? Are your shop sales, are they up or down? And are, are you selling more wintry clothes versus spring clothes in January and February of 2020? How, how does your clinic uh, uptake look going into the, the second quarter as March comes to a close and we're closed at the moment? But these things are all questions you can look at while we have this opportunity uh, where we're not on the courts. The other thing you can look at is trends and curves. For example... Uh, is there a breakdown that you can create to look at the value or the revenue between your clinics and privates? Did that ratio between your clinic and private revenue, private lessons revenue, did that change in 2019 compared to 2018 compared to 2017 if you've been there a few years? How has the revenue stream and ratio changed? 
has the, the ratio between uh, adults and junior revenues changed? Is your junior program more of your total revenue or is it less? Have you maybe grown the adult program? And if so, what worked in that? It's easy to say, oh, my adult program has gotten bigger. Well, why? Look at those clinic numbers. What clinics were the most popular? What clinics were the least popular? Maybe you want to change those or amend those or drop them and add a completely new hour and a half clinic somewhere in your program week. And finally, I always like to look at the curves based on new members. I, I break out new memberships and look at where those new members, if you can do this on your Jonas or North Star, most of them will allow it. If you can look at your new members and see where they're spending money because they're a predecessor of your new member this year. So you're going to actually be guessing much more educatedly about where your new members in 2020 are going to spend their money if you know where your new members in 2019 spent their money. This time off also gives us the opportunity to look at staffing and looking at a return on investment on staffing. This is something I always like to uh, look at and explore. And even if I don't find exact answers, it gives me a better sense of where I am making money and where I may be losing money as a director. When we go into clubs, we ask for the files of each and every uh, assistant and teaching assistant and instructor um, and look at the revenues that they create versus the cost that they create to the club. So I actually am going to sit down these next two weeks and look at last year. For me, I'm a seasonal club uh, director, but look at my return on investment on instructors, all the way down to the junior instructors teaching that 8 a.m. Tiny Tots class, and look at what the Tiny Tots class may have brought in or may have lost. Um, but I look at those figures very carefully, and I compare them year on year as well. And this opportunity with time off gives us that chance. It also gives us a chance to look at our more senior staff and whether we believe that their salary, their stipend, and their percentage of on-court revenues is competitive and whether uh, I or the club, in, in, in your case, is getting the biggest bang for the buck out of your senior tennis and fitness staff. We now have the opportunity with all this time to look at job descriptions. When you're looking at a competitive compensation package, the job description should describe the, in detail the job tasks and specifications for the job. Maybe this is the time to make an assistant report to the junior director rather than to you as a director or have uh, the adult director uh, mentor directly one of the assistants and put that in the job description and add it to their tasks at hand. This is where you can actually get more out of your employees, out of your contractors, uh, through their description, job descriptions and their tasks. And maybe even change the flowchart of employees. Maybe look at reporting structures in depth and look at how junior instructors should be mentored maybe by the adult director who may be a little bit more experienced. All those things you can review at this time. In looking at staffing levels, you can actually look at the ratios of each staff member, their ratios between privates and clinics. Would it make sense to incentivize a certain staff member uh, by giving them more money for a one-on-one private instruction hour uh, or to incentivize them because they don't seem to be teaching that many clinics or uh, waive the right to, to teach a clinic? So look at those ratios as well. 
between and among each staff member. One of the items that is always last on the list to be completed, but is really very important, is uh, safety compliance. And this opportunity uh, with time off the court gives us a chance to look at our safety protocols, our safety compliance. We can update our handbooks, and each of you should have a handbook for every contractor or every employee at your facility. You have a chance now to update those handbooks, update the protocols for billing, update the protocols for sick leave, for maternity and paternity leave, for, uh, as in Massachusetts, for uh, paternity care, and those changes that Massachusetts and other states are putting in in terms of payroll. All this can be done while we have these weeks off and a chance and an opportunity to look at these issues. Let's talk about your business plan. Business plan is probably the overarching issue that we can work on in these times, these dark times. And we're looking at a budget and then looking at our plan. So first of all, in terms of budget, let's look at revenue and possible revenue loss for this year and how we're going to accommodate that through actual cuts, decreasing costs of products sold, maybe not ordering as much inventory for our shop, as many balls for our practice hoppers, those all have to come into consideration because costs are going to have to come down because revenues are going to drop. We are going to lose revenue this year no matter what business you're in. Secondly, let's look at your point of sale. How are you going to break down your sales more efficiently so that you can report to yourself and to your club manager or as a club manager, you can report more effectively to your board with a better breakdown of revenue streams and costs associated with those streams. That goes right back to your chart of accounts on your accounting program and your point of sale and those buttons that you choose. Those streams have to be uh, very detailed, and the more detail we can get, the more we can understand about our department, our tennis or our fitness department, or our club at, at, at a whole. And finally, let's talk about programming. With not even the opportunity to watch my beloved Masters Golf Tournament or to watch Indian Wells, um, I actually now have time, and so should you make time, to delve into some new program ideas. Go to Jorge Capistani's website, tennisdrills.tv, and find those new drills. Go look at the YouTube side of our tennis industry and find new ideas, new tap and hits for those six to ten-year-olds, for your little tiny tots, for your high school groups. On the gym side, maybe look at some new TRX moves and maybe some new moves that are uh, on the Pilates side or Matt Pilates. There's so much room to grow as an instructor and also as a director to bring new program programming and uh, ideas to your staff. Your staff is still out there. They're at home. Have a chat with them. Maybe have a management meeting on a Zoom conference call and go through things that we never have chances to do when we're going crazy trying to keep membership and customers happy. I hope I've given you some good ideas as we sit through these dark weeks and perhaps a month or two as the coronavirus uh, takes its toll on our nation and, and the world. But I hope that you can see a light in the tunnel and a light at the end of the tunnel to make your department, your facility, or your club 
just that much better, that much stronger as we come out of this. Thank you for listening to the BeyondTheBaseline.com podcast. Once again, all our music at our chapter breaks is original content by my daughter, Olivia Shannon. We hope to see you again next week when we will be interviewing John Flaherty, who was in the marketing department at Rolex and is a wonderful authority on marketing in the tennis and golf and sporting worlds. Until next week, we hope to see you again soon. And stay healthy out there. Keep your social distance. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the BeyondTheBaselines.com podcast. I'm your host, Ed Shanafee, and it's a pleasure bringing you every week news and views and great guests from our tennis and fitness industry. You can always reach me at BeyondTheBaselines at gmail.com or by phone at the office on 508-538-1288. Please do visit our website, BeyondTheBaselines.com, And on our site, there's a link to our Patreon page, which has even more information for you and your club and your facility in our wonderful industry. Thanks for listening. See you again soon.